10 ticket to 10. What up, what up? This is your boy Carl Cherry. I'm here with Trent Clark and John Tanners, and we are at the Rat Pack, episode three. What's going on, fellas? How you living? Chilling, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I just came back from New York today, so I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit more burnt out than I normally am when we do this. Just checking in with the fam, like. I well, work. By the, by, yeah, by the fam. My, uh, I was at my cousin's bar mitzvah. I was seeing what, I was seeing if anyone was gonna play the baby there. They didn't. I was I was actually very disappointed with the music selections. I'll tell him when he's old enough. I'm gonna be like, I should you should have had me. No hip hop. There was like hip hop ish. Lizzo. There was Lizzo, but there's also like what I, what was weird to me. There was like a lot of like stuff that I would even consider old school at this point. I was like, damn, is this just like a lazy DJ <laughs> or? I mean, there's like nobody. Flow rider low. Yeah, like that kind of like like and even like around like 2000 to 2006, where you're like these kids weren't even an idea at that point. How the fuck do they know any of this shit? Mm-hmm. So I was very confused. That's probably his DJ heyday. Yeah, I pulled my hamstring. What? Oh yeah, yeah, I pulled my hamstring running. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm walking down the street, and this guy's walking down. This guy's walking in the street with his dog. And a bag. Next thing you know, this car whizzes out of nowhere. I see the guy do a half spin. Hear the dog yelp. The bag drops. You know, just the whole nine. And he picks up the dog. You know, I thought they hit the dog. You know, I heard the dog yelp and everything. He picks the dog and starts running after the car. So I start running after the car too to catch the license plate because you know I thought he ran over a hit and run a dog. Um, I get all the way to the car. I had to stop because it was at a red light. As soon as I got up to the light, pulled my hamstring, pulled up. Uh, and I'm limping over there, and the guy gets gets to the car. The dog is fine. He's just mad that you know he almost got ran off the road. And he opens the guy's door. He was an Uber driver had a car, had a passenger in the back seat, and it was like, "I'm calling the cops, buddy. You think you can just run people off the road? Uh, you're gonna hear from my lawyer, you know." And San Andreas. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> but you know, I saw that there wasn't any actual crime, so I kind of just hobbled off, and now. I don't mean to laugh at your pain, but that sounds... Yeah, I was down all week. That's a wasted hand. It was. It was. Well, I mean, I, it, the intentions were good. Yeah. I, I got to tell myself. Good Samaritan. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about the rap uniform. <clears throat> there, there, uh, there used to be, starting at a certain point, a very specific look on what a rapper looked like. I'd say 99. I think, I think maybe a little earlier than that. Well, in the eighties, they did have a look too. <laughs> but but the but, but but the if you think about the rap uniform and the the what it you know the the chains, yeah. the baggy jeans. Um, I'm explaining it horribly, but even like the way they wear the jacket, the fitteds all matching. Like it's just like I think the chain is the biggest element, but that there was a look. That if you fit into that box, like, okay, you look like a rapper. I remember going to Ozone Award very early on in my so, career as a, 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 a young reporter for SOHH.com. Was that in and, like Florida? Florida. In Orlando. And I'm walking around and I'm spotting people and I'm like, he looks like a rapper. Mm. In my head, like every time I spot somebody with a certain description, he fits like a, he looks like a rapper. I feel like the chains, I hate to say it, like like one of the biggest like oh, yeah. giveaways since, or whatever. Since the eighties. Um but then Kanye comes in and I think he started like kinda dressing sl- I'm not gonna say he was 
completely ignoring the rap uniform, but he said it himself, like, oh, I pulled up and like was wearing pink polos. Mm -hmm. Loafers. <laughs> well, I think I might be, uh, I think I need to give maybe a little bit more credit to Andre, right? No, yeah, they, but, Andre but no one was, followed him. No one followed him. I mean, and they even, you know, even Outcast made fun of that. First, there was some pimps, then there was some aliens. It was like they. It wasn't about the pimp trick gets the click. It was. It wasn't about like that. Almost felt like how far can we push things? Not this is our everyday yeah. fashion. You know, I think also a part of it is when you think about like the the cultures that were intertwined between basketball and hip-hop in the late 90s you had slam slam to me is like the, the that was the the ultimate collision of two worlds that were actually related you know the to me as a kid growing up reading slam watching espn watching the nba watching players like alan, alan iverson there was no difference between rap mm -hmm. and, and basketball. basketball you know you had you had the the shiny suit era. But really, there's kind of a continuous... And especially growing up in New York, there's kind of a continuous thing that, that you see from, like, the Wu-Tang era, what, you know, even Public Enemy, what Chuck... The hats Chuck D were wearing, where there's this kind of, like... Starter jackets. Interaction mm -hmm. between sports and, and hip-hop that was always kind of... If it wasn't direct, you know, Ice Cube wearing the Raiders hat, that was more of a fashion statement than it was necessarily to say like you know i'm a Raiders uh, fan uh, yeah exactly but but i, I love i love that you said uh you brought up slam because i was going to say the best way to I identify the rap uniform is to go to the nba all-star weekend <laughs> and look what the players <laughs> wear courtside when there's a slam dunk competition no like think about yeah. 2000s they the, the motherfuckers was all baggied out yeah. you know i just watched the vince carter one when jay-z switched up the uh the butt everybody's with button-ups and shaq got on but fucking he, hard bottoms you know even even beyond that i remember i was listening to um a podcast about you know when david stern passed about the controversy when they instituted the dress code mm -hmm. and in the in the beginning it was seen as this kind of racially coded right. thing that then the players took and kind of flipped it on its head so now you have all of these players like the russell westbrooks of the world like the james hardens the Giannis's, who turn the dress code around and then you see artists like a young thug who are dressing obviously i don't think you know russell westbrook's not showing up in some of the things that Young Thug will wear, but there are the ways that Cam rappers Newton is. dressed. What did you say? Cam Newton is. That's definitely true. Uh, the other side of the rap uniform is just the way you look. You, if we give you the uniform, you may not pass as a rapper. If we give you the, if we give you the uniform, you might just fit in and be like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. he looks like I'll buy a record from him. Yeah, right. Um, years, what, fifteen years after college dropout, and Kanye really you know, coming into his own as a rapper, there is less and less artists who look like rappers. And it's not specific to race because Lil Tecca don't look like a fucking rapper. Yeah, I've seen his feet too many times. What? I've seen, I've seen his feet too many times. No, I heard you. But why are you saying that? No, I'm just saying, like, his little when, rapper. I, when yeah. I think Lil Tecca, you know, I think of so, a kid at the, at the water park. You know, that's I've always seen swimming trunks and that's it. Oh, know. you see it on the ransom video. He's sitting Indian style, right in front of your face. I gotta go back to see what you're talking about. In any event, 
as I said, Tucker, <laughs> others like him, um, they just don't look like rappers, no. right? There's nothing wrong with it because it's accept it's right. acceptable. It doesn't prevent you from being successful. But I do think that some of these artists wouldn't have even gotten signed based on the way they look in the era where the rap yeah. uniform was like a thing. Case in point, Jack Harlow, uh, <laughs> the the rapper yeah. who signed a DJ Drama's Generation yeah. Now, shout out to Drama. He flat out looks like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> like he's a rapper from Louisville, Kentucky, white, uh, curly hair, mm -hmm. and like every time I see him, like every time I hear his song, or, like drama hits me about him, like I was like, oh, young Napoleon Dynamite. But he has a new song titled "What's Poppin." First of all, let me backtrack. He's actually really good. He's he a good rap. rapper. He can rap. He can rap. But now it looks like he has a song that has the potential to become a hit. What's popping? It came out maybe a couple weeks ago. The streams on Spotify are very high. I think he had like four million in one week. Uh, it's on Rap Caviar. It's on like a bunch of playlists, and it's doing pretty well. Um, did you guys hear the song? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? Um, I think it's funny that we're talking about the rap uniform because um, you know I feel like it's just a song. Yeah. of 2020 you know like i'm not i'm not unfamiliar with jack harlow and you know his his pro is definitely his uh his rapping ability you know he's a machine gun on the mic you know and you know he can really you know spit it with the best of them um but you know his achilles heel every time i hear him is something completely different you know he's all over the place subject matter wise and this one is you know more up-tempo, bouncy, clubby, you know, flossy track, you know, which is cool and everything, but, you know, it doesn't have any identity. You know, it doesn't feel like a a Jack Harlow. You know, this, this song, could anyone could have made this song, but it's cool. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a I, I understand what you're saying. It could be a hit. Um, it just, I don't think it will be attributed to him. Oh, so you think this song's going to be bigger than him? I yeah. think just to go back to something you are talking about and the, the era that we live in, it almost doesn't matter what he looks like because the song, and I don't know how it's started to bubble, but I think about, you know, how another artist who isn't necessarily associated, I mean, he was already starting to bubble, but isn't necessarily associated with a specific look, but Arizona Zervis, yes. who had Roxanne, which started to pop on TikTok and then was popping on Spotify. I think that song started to blow up without anyone even knowing necessarily who he was. So there are probably more people now listening to records that are are gaining traction than you know that don't know what the artist looks like than there were in the era of even the kind of like the the waning years of the MTV era when you still had these artists like Drake's videos were important mm -hmm. you know they were important in branding a certain style for him you know Jack Harlow I mean granted. I haven't seen the video and we haven't talked about this until today. And I do feel sometimes like I'm living in an alternate universe, but I will say that that record, I feel like could pop without anyone having to see his face yeah. other than in the small cover on their Spotify app, which is barely like seeing a cover at all. Yep. Uh, does the way a rapper look make you less open-minded about his music? Can you, I always joke that I, I I profile rap names. <laughs> that so if your rap name is trash, I'm probably gonna assume your music is also. 
but does the way somebody looks and to your point john i don't know how many times we see the rapper first mm. we hear the music first but is that something that deters you from may maybe being as open-minded to the music me personally no i'm you know i remember seeing danny brown's teeth for the first time my father <laughs> being a dentist and i was like he should just call my dad up that'd be <laughs> kind of nice but being like damn like he looks kind of fucked up like and then just hearing him rap and be like oh my god this is not what i was expecting at all and then seeing how his fashion evolved looking at someone like young thug who first of all i remember hearing the name young thug for the first time being like what yeah. and then hearing him rap and be like, all right this is there's something special here and then watching the way that his fashion evolved now that i guess is different from the example that you're asking where it's like you see someone first and judge them based on that impression but yeah no for me it's never really it's never really mattered unless it's someone that looks like me and then i'm a little bit more <laughs> but, but think about it right like uh, the industry is still very much old school i think the mm -hmm. the people with not the signing power but like the people who approve these deals probably still want to look see what the artist they still looks. want that, oh, they still no, want that think, rap uniform and they i think they, they still, still want, push it they want to meet an artist right unless your song is so big that it's undeniable arizona service could have looked like anything yeah. columbia still would have signed that song just because the song is a hit it doesn't matter about the artist yeah but i think that there's still this mythology of the star in the music business where you look at an artist and you say that person looks like a star, and that's you hear all the old school executives and and younger executives as well because they you know it's passed down. I feel like Billie Eilish has that a thousand percent. Absolutely, Everybody's, that's the girl. But even you know even when when an artist like Lizzo walks on stage, there's a, there's a, a certain a presence. she a has a presence, presence to who she is, the way she dresses, the way she carries herself, and I think that she might not necessarily be someone because of all of the kind of the the ingrown prejudice that people have when artists walk into rooms when people walk into rooms an executive might not say you know she looks like a star she might have star quality she might have star behavior but because of those biases there might be a willingness to write someone like that off and i think that's sort of the you know that was like the danny brown thing he had shots early on where people were like you don't look like a rapper you don't dress like a rapper you're wearing skinny jeans your teeth are fucked up your hair is crazy but then it was like and obviously his career went it's gone in a lot of different directions but i think that there were people who, you know he was rapping with 50 cent he was rapping with tony ao he was around those artists in, in a later phase in their careers but still there's a you know there's a world where he goes you know what yeah i'm gonna just wear a fucking fitted wear some jerseys and i'm gonna be on a he did a mixtape with tony ao <laughs> okay keep keeping it on the <laughs> unit remember that story that J. Cole rapped for 50 Cent, but he didn't sign him because his pants were too Yeah. That's crazy. What was your take on it? Um, I definitely profile the current... <laughs> no, I profile the current rapper look. You know, I mean, like, I, I imagine y'all's inboxes are just like mine. Every day it's a new rapper, new artist. They have 7 million streams already, and we haven't even heard of them yet. But if it's if it's along the lines of what's currently trending and trendy you know it'll take me a while to really give it a shot you know i'll use example little booty call you know it's a rapper named little booty call so that's a automatic 
like what the fuck, you know, it's your name. But then you see him, you know, he's got the purple, the colored dreads. That's the new rap uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Colored like dreads. Uzi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, what are you like we I have we don't even need you. You know, young Uzi Uzi's making dope music. Young Thug is very consistent. We don't we don't need anyone to hop on particular waves. So I'm I profile in in that sense. I'm trying to I'm gonna try and sum it up like as as briefly as possible, but tatted up, face tats. Face tats. Long hair, not necessarily dreads, but long hair. Styrofoam cup. If there you know who birthed all Gucci that. sandals. Yeah. But you know who birthed that? Gucci flip flops. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. All right. So this is an unusual. I'm proud of y'all too. You don't have to like clear this. Or your sponsor. No, we don't. This is uh, you just gave us a headache just now thinking about it. No, because when you deal with weird corporate shit, it's like this this is independent. Yeah, hard. See, I'm doing what Russ do. Like hard. So this is so core. This is so core. This is hard. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. What? But um. What was your name again? What was your name again? <laughs> I'm Trent. This is the way to start. Trent. <laughs> I'm John. John. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, I'm good. And I'm Carl. Yeah. Um, no you, CC <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> but 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 <clears throat> basically, welcome Russ to the podcast. Thank you. Episode three, second guest. Um, second guest. Second guest. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, I really should be okay. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, you know, Same. we tried. No, in fairness, we talk, yeah, we, we tried yeah, to get me did. to be the first one. We did. We did talk. First about one that. was the baby, though, yeah, right? The mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. The I said it in in another interview, but I don't know how you don't like the baby. I don't get it. That's true. Yeah, it's pretty hard. He's Keanu Reeves. That is an interesting. Does analogy. anyone not like Keanu Reeves? I feel like once you upon a time, that. people. Was it Elliot Wilson. Right, right, That's right. my opinion. Do you not like Keanu Reeves? No, I like Keanu Reeves. I, I would I would put the baby on a little bit higher echelon. I would too. You think the baby not, has I'm a not, matrix? I'm not talking about like real specifics. I'm just right. saying. You see how like no one dislikes Keanu. But 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 very likable. I'm Keanu just talking Reeves about real is, basic level. Keanu Reeves gets criticized for his acting chops. Yes, I feel he? like that was well, he early on. 90s, now I don't feel 90s? like anyone really after the Matrix. Yeah, he's like after the Matrix was over. Yeah, he's, just he's about awesome. to do Bill and Ted next. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, reboot. Yeah, Kid Cudi's in it. Oh wow, that's hard. When you gonna start acting? I got like what was crazy is I got him like it was a hilarious thing. So 2018, I was like I don't know how, but somehow I'm gonna be in a movie <laughs> next year. And sure enough, we get this like offer in an email which we thought was bullshit it's like yeah right <laughs> you know and so we're like all right we'll send the script they send the script and we're like oh well what role is russ <laughs> reading for They're like lead role and we like start looking up all the people involved it's like super like the dude who did uh uh american psycho and all this the producer did it so we're like wait a second <laughs> we're like wait okay so I get on the phone with the director because I didn't even tend on like taking it serious until we knew it was real. And I get on the phone with the director. Oh no, I sit down. I, I'm like, you know what? Let me read one paragraph of the script. I ended up reading the whole script. It was super hard. So I was like, yo, yeah, let's call the director. We get on FaceTime. I'm like, yo, you know I suck at acting and I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing, correct? <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, but you're perfect for it. I'm like, okay. So I still had an audition. Yeah. We, you know, flew down. Filmed it, he had to take it back to the producers, whatever. I was like, yeah, I mean, I have no idea what I'm... Like, I remember being in the audition, like, I have no idea. What, I have zero acting experience. But I related to the role so much, and I can't give it away, but 
I was like, it just feels like me, so I'm gonna just be me. And if me is good enough for this role, then cool. So I did the audition. I was like, there's no way that's working. Right. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Get a call back. All of them love it. They're like, you're the next. <laughs> They're like, you got the role. I'm like, you're kidding. So yeah, so waiting on that to like start filming, but somehow I landed a lead role in a movie. I don't know. It's really insane. Okay, so so take us through this, right? This but is that's part of your shit. path, though. This is part it of is. what you want to do. Like you're an artist, producer, engineer, mixer. What's what's the what's the hy multi hyphenated that you like to remind us about? <laughs> I stopped because now people at least know a fucking little bit. <laughs> but you know what's crazy about that? I think. Um, I just don't think it's that bad to big up yourself. And I thought that hip-hop was a pretty safe medium for me to do so. That's a fair point. And then I didn't realize that everyone is absolutely bitch-made when, they, when they're hearing hip-hop uh, energy from someone that they don't want it from. Now it's a problem. And I get that. I understand it. Yeah. I don't want me to feel like that. So you know it's crazy. I had a, literally a list of questions. You're already saying so many things that's making me go all the all of, okay. Nah, but you got to really think though, right? You're right. Since when, <laughs> for real? Like when you really think about it, let's even let's sum up what I do in a negative sense. Let's do it. Russ brags and he's cocky. Let's do let's do that for conversation's mm. sake. Is it's hip hop, right? Name a rapper. First of all. Look what I'm bragging about. Okay. Has it ever been about designers who don't like hip-hop? No. Nope. And yet when that's done, that's okay. But when I brag about ownership and selling hard tickets and longevity wealth, it's like, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> Why are you talking down on us? What? Why are y'all talking down on y'all? Where do you think it started? Bro... <laughs> I think it starts from it's just the messenger. Like, you don't want to hear from me, and I get that. I've accepted that. It's fine. Or you well, mean, it, like, not yet, right? Not until you, you know, put a bunch of plaques on the wall. and I have, I have more plaques than people who talk more shit to me who don't get as much flack. No, I'm talking about when, when it started. Let's take it back, though. Remember... I, like, as a fan of hip hop, I like braggadocio, right? That's what I like about you. That's what I like about Tory Lanez, right? I like people being <laughs> boastful. I like when but people talk their shit right. and back it that's up. That's right? right. I remember having conversations when Kanye West first came out, and people did not like how cocky Kanye was. Right. So you're not the first. I think maybe it's like the extreme. I'm definitely nah. maybe it's the, maybe it's the. Like Man, I, 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 I'm, I'm wondering if it's about era. the bragging right or if it's yeah. about the the approach to delivery. Remember, like so so when remember Kanye doesn't win an award, right? Like if the award if I lose an award, the award show loses credibility. credibility. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, this, yeah, but that's you know incredible. Why, like, like what I understand though too with people is that well, first of all, Russ talk like because I've seen this comment. Russ talks like he's Kanye, but you don't have the Kanye stats. I'm like, well, for you, that's a loser mentality. You don't realize that. Kanye felt like Kanye before he had the accolades right. too. So you're an idiot. That's why you won't win. It's because you think that you get success and then you get confident. Right. No, you're confident. That's why you get to success. So, I mean, you, you got to understand, it's a lot of losers talking. For <laughs> real. Like, like, not in light, like mentality-wise. Yeah. It's a losing mentality. You, you know what? This is perfect, right? Because we were talking about the rap uniform. 
Yeah. You had you used to have to look a certain way. Okay, sure, but wait right? a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Because I saw you you put this down, and I was thinking, what rap uniform was Africa Bombada wearing? No, it, what, you're talking about it evolved. No, you're talking it about evolved. you're talking about a very specific moment in history it, it, from, in the 2000s. I would say no, 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 not 90s? necessarily 2000s. I would say starting in the 90s, maybe late 80s, right? Where you have kind of like. NWA, the Raiders caps, like the iconography of hip hop starts to get codified in a different way. In the early 80s, do you look at the way- They had skinny jeans. Forget skinny jeans, they had sequins. They had all kinds of crazy, it was a different- Yes. I just, I think that hip hop has always been about like stylistic trailblazing, right? There was a time when I agree, I agree with what you're saying about like a a, a kind of coded style. Yep. But I think that it's always been about people trying to take new styles, take old styles, flip them into new things. Yes. I'll say but this. In, I'll say this. That's very important. <clears throat> As a white person in black culture, you have to be very delicate when you're speaking. Absolutely. On black culture, which is why I've tried my best to not speak necessarily on black culture. I've tried to use the medium of hip hop and black culture to preach ownership and longevity wealth. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm white in black culture, rah, 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 Gucci, which doesn't like black culture, then I look nuts. Man. That's Gotta real. be careful. That's, that's, that's real. real. But, but, but I want to bring back to that. You're right. Because I was thinking about Run DMC. Yeah. I was thinking about Africa Mbada, Melly Mel. They don't look like the rap uniform, but at the point where hip-hop becomes mainstream, there's, a, there's an aesthetic. Right. Right? And Kanye is the one that kind of broke it down. He wasn't that far off with the pink polo right. and all that stuff. But I think he really... Okay, you but have somebody Cam, else. But also Cam was... Cam was... Even but, though but it's was, an extension of but the it, rap well, I, but I, I, It's I, outrageous. You know what it was? Kanye was a big help in making non-gangster rap mainstream. Mm. Every man rap. Mm. With yeah. no Kanye, there is no Drake or Cuddy or yeah. Cole or me yeah. or anyone who came after Kanye who's not a gangster rapper who went mainstream yeah. right. has Kanye to think. That's why I think like, I don't know, Kanye musically and impact-wise is always just the goat to me. But, but, but what I was getting at is that you don't fit the quote-unquote rapping uniform, right? Sure. The rap uniform technically doesn't exist anymore. It's like, right. it's, no, it's a more narrow, niche, right? Yeah. It's a more narrow box. But do you think that's part of the why you, the, the reason you receive the same way? Like even I know you and Joe cool now, right? But he used to yeah. brag about your man bun. Like at an earlier stage, sure. I'd be curious to see what R- Russ looked like aesthetically. Did you have the lower cut? Did I you know fit him, in? but it's also you gotta understand. Like I was a hundred followers in my basement. I wasn't <laughs> concerned about how the world was viewing me because the world wasn't viewing me yet. I was just like, whatever, you know. And at the end of the day. I understand people's gripes because, like I said, <laughs> I'm white in black culture. Like, like, we can just call it what it is. I swear I didn't know what you were when you came Yeah, out. but it doesn't, yeah, but you know it's not black. You feel me? And that's just what it is. And that's, and that is, and I've always said, like, that is how black culture should respond to white people coming into it because that's- historically, white people see something that black culture has, whether it's hairstyles or whether it's this, what, whatever it is, they see it. They take it, they steal it, and then chastise black culture against it, even though it was theirs to start with. So you should have your eyebrows raised if you're black culture and you see white people taking an interest to it. Because it's like, really? You can't give us this? You know what I'm saying? Y'all take everything you can't. I get it. I get it. It's just going to take time. That's all. I do think you don't get enough credit for the... the 
I'm not supposed to. Your awareness to. of it. I'm not supposed to. But that's I'm a, not that, supposed to. Maybe it's an unspoken thing because I I'll feel tell like, you why I'm not supposed to. From why? black culture, the eyebrows should be raised. It's that simple. It's that simple. It, I get it. Here's what I'll say. So you, you I know, get it. My my thing is, my thing is just call it both ways. Mm. Meaning, <laughs> at least accept the message, like or or, or or see the message, and at least understand that I'm not coming in making a mockery. Mm. Of the negative stereotypes of black culture that can hold back you and you. Because when y'all walk into a building, they think you're this rapper they saw on TV or whatever. At least I'm not feeding into that. But you got people in the culture doing that. So at least acknowledge that. But if you're skeptical, that you're supposed to be. Historically, you should be. That's real. I think I we'll always be skeptical. I think I was more referring to maybe it's more of an inside conversation, but you know, be that. Like, we'll talk about, we'll refer to certain people that's in the culture, white people, like Andrew Barber. Right. Perfect <laughs> example from Fake Short Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he blends in in a way that is not noticeable. We're like, well, he's one of us. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's also that's possible. It's more rare, but that's something that. Well, that's you know, what I'm trying to accomplish with the music because I do just feel like when it comes down to it, what I what I pride myself on is I feel like I do hip hop justice more than ninety nine percent of people. Cause sonically speaking. Mm. I feel like I'm keeping the essence of it alive, you know? Like I got Benny the Butcher on my album. I have to do that. Yeah. I could have done this pop collab or whatever. Mm. I got Devin the Dude. Dude. Like Dude. and I didn't do that for y'all. Yeah. I did that for me. But I should let y'all know where I'm at. Yeah. You know? Like I'm keeping it alive, like ownership and freedom, that's what hip hop was about. And y'all champion rappers who post Instagram clips that the whole point of the clip is how much money you gave to a designer who doesn't like black people. It's just so bizarre to me. But then I get all the flack yeah. for saying, we get it, bro. You sold 13,000 tickets. It's like, wait a second. You're annoyed about me trying to put money in y'all's pockets and more pleased with a rapper funding a company who doesn't like black people. What the fuck are y'all talking about? What are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, y'all are backwards. It's hyenas. The culture eats itself. That's the reality. And no one wants to talk about that. The reality <laughs> is the culture eats itself. Because as long as it's from the culture, then we'll champion it. Even if it is self-destructive. And it's, it's sad, but I learned to just accept it and wait. You, you I'll wait because I'll be here in 10 years. Everyone will come around. But you don't feel like perception around you's changed for the better? It yeah. is. Yeah. Like, for sure. Um, right? Nah, for sure. I want to say that too. It, that's what it's definitely. That's what I mean by waiting. The tables have turned, they're right. starting to turn. But that's because it's time. If I would have came and been gone after my first album, everyone would have been like, cool, big deal. It's about time. You can't just have a good rookie season. Like, you got to be nice for 10 years. And then it's like, all right, yeah, we didn't really like him, but can't lie. Dude's nice, been nice, 10 years. So I know, 20, 30 people will be like, oh shit, no, I, I get it. Not to make the obvious parallel with Eminem, but I think it was the same thing. It was stages of, accept of mm -hmm. acceptance. Like you do one thing, oh shit, and like next thing you know, you turn around and it's like, wait, this guy's been fired the whole time. Yeah. Well, because Eminem, <clears throat> Eminem did the thing that I feel like should be the number one requirement is make dope hip hop. Mm -hmm. 
consistently for a long time. But the one the one thing, and this is something I wanted to ask you, do you think it has something to do? Because Eminem came in the door with Dre. one of the biggest cosigns you can possibly have. But beyond the cosigns, do you think if you had come from New York or L.A. or out of Chicago, even out of a different city, that it would I have came, been different? I, I came from Atlanta. Right. You, you came that from, is New York in 2020. No, nah, but, but, but from the sense of like, what the scene around you could have yeah, been. Yeah, like. I mean, you know look, what I mean? bro, the cosign is a real thing. At the end of the day, if I came into the game, <laughs> right, and my first album was, if, if before you saw my first album, you heard a Funk Flex freestyle right. and a picture of Jay-Z right. with his arm around me, everyone would have a different perception. But that's how you know everyone doesn't move off of reality. Mm, they move right. off of how it looks. And so I know it's just, it's cheap, bro. It is what it is. Like, I post one picture with Jay-Z, people are like, yeah, you know what? The bars are hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because y'all are sheep. That's why you're the two, we're the ones, and that's what it is. Yeah. It's that simple. Do you feel like you lose fans when you use terms like sheep and... No, because like my that? fans aren't sheep because they like me. <laughs> if my fans were sheep, they'd go with the sheep, which is... That's why I have so much respect for my fans. It's because it's so easy to, like, especially, like, me... I gotta fuck with me. I don't have a choice, you know? Mm -hmm. But my fans who, you know, 15 to 24, some older, some younger, they just have friends in high school, college, mm -hmm. who might be like, you're the only one of us who listens to Russ. You're bugging. Like, did it? And they might stop listening. So if you still listen to me amongst peer pressure, I'm fucking with you. For Boy. sure. So my fans don't get annoyed when I say sheep because they don't feel like I'm talking about them because I'm not at all. I'm talking about people who, I mean, I've been getting, um, I've been getting hit the past couple of days because the album's out. Of just so many new fans mm. of like, man, didn't give you a chance, <laughs> saw all the negative shit, actually played the album, it was fire. And it's like, yeah, but like, you have a mortgage, bro. Like, you shouldn't be that impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, you're a full grown ass man with a goatee, a mortgage, real life shit going on, and you let 15-year-old kids on Twitter stop you from good music, I mean, thank you for being a fan, but you're a bozo. Wait, so, so did you, did, I, yo, did you? Isn't that bozo? No, I, no, 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 no. I'll That's insane. Like, the way you said that was so wildly specific, I felt like there was one person who came, yeah, out, yeah. Of the, came out of the ether of I listened to the last Joe Budden episode where Joe's playing Guess What, right? I didn't, someone and told me Maul, that I didn't hear. Yeah. And Maul keeps reacting every couple bars like, that's Russ? <laughs> Russ, be talking, Russ be talking fly shit like that? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just think it's, um, it lacks journalistic integrity if you're someone like that. All right, I'm, I'm glad you said journalistic integrity. No, it does, because I'll tell you what. If your sole job is to um, report on music, and I would assume this goes without saying somewhat accurately, like informed, uh, you shouldn't be listening to guess what surprised of like bars. That just means that you're uninformed mm. on me, which that's fine. You can act surprised, but not for someone who's had an opinion on my music. How are you like, you're a journalist. You're not just Joe Schmo on the street. You're a journalist. You're supposed to hold yourself to some sort of integrity and some sort of like, nah, before I speak on what I'm about to speak on, I should be informed. So the fact, if he was saying that, I don't know if he was saying that. It's just, you know, it's cool. I appreciate that. But it also just shows his lack of journalistic integrity to not do the homework on a culture and a genre 
that you're supposed to be very well informed on. Where, where do you think the uh, relationship between cultural critics and hip hop is going? Because I think you mentioned journalists. Integrity, right? Maul's not a journalist. He's he's a personality. He's a podcast host or whatever. So yeah, but still, it's not the same at... thing. Similar principles, similar. Nah, role. but you got to look at the media. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. You got to look at, at the end of the day. You are a journalist because you know him for anything else. No. Other than be okay, and neither does anyone. Well, else. as an actual journalist, I'm going to say he's not. <laughs> I feel you. But at the end of the day, if he's coming through the same vessel as y'all, and certainly not the same vessel through me, he gets grouped with y'all. This is true. That's the fact. It's like no, the that's a, stuff. It's like that's the blog a fact. Stuff. Like yeah, that's like a fact. Blog. However you want to slice it. <laughs> yeah. He's him, the journalist. That's what it is. Whether he put in the work you did, has the resume, doesn't matter. That's the vessel he's coming through is y'all's mm. vessel. Yeah. A good so point. he should be held to the same standard. All right. So, but say that question again. Yeah. So, so cultural critics, right? What's the relationship? Where Where is it heading? Cultural critics. Yeah. And hip hop, because what's happening, right, is yeah. anytime someone credible. Mm -hmm. has a constructive opinion yeah. or any type of feedback that's not positive on yeah. artists, yeah. a lot of them get upset. On the flip side, you have anonymous people on Twitter that just have a license to just slander and <laughs> sure. they just take it as a, oh, sure. it comes with the territory, that's yeah, fine because it's some trends. random, sh you know, Joe Blow on the internet. So where's it heading? Because what we don't have authorities per se, I know like- There's no checks and balances. There's, there's none. Well, I, I think, like it goes back to the journalistic integrity. It's very concerning when you when you have professional, I'm not talking about Mo, this is now a general thing, yeah. but it's concerning when you have uh, people who are supposed to operate as some, for, some sort of checks and balances, the ones who have platforms like these and podcasts or whatever, people of the culture, uh, with platforms speaking on it, it's it's sad when you can tell that they've been influenced by 15-year-olds, mm. which is social media. And it's, you know, I, I get it. I get it, you know, that, like, I'm a fan, too, and I'm a, I'm a consumer, too, so there's artists that I've heard 38 seconds of their entire catalog, and you might catch me in, and you might catch me in a conversation like, nah, he's trash. So I get it. But then I catch myself and I'm like, but you know what? I'm an artist. I can say that. Y'all are supposed to be informed mm. and supposed to do research. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should not be listening to 38 seconds of a catalog and commenting on it. Yeah, this is true. It's your job to be more informed. I can say that. <laughs> you feel me? But um, I think at the end of the day, artists are sensitive about their shit, so they're going to get pissed off when they see negative shit. But I think if it comes from someone that I respect, like I respect Joe Budden. I respect his taste. I respect... That podcast, like I like that they just say how they feel. I like DJ Booth, I like Two Dope Boys, mm -hmm. I like um, Artist Manifesto, which is smaller blog, and King LJ, which is smaller blog. I like Rap Radar, obviously, and B Dot. There's people I respect, and I Rob Markman's, and you know, obviously, y'all is like, you know, but <laughs> kind of what Nipsey said. Who are you? What have you written? Mm -hmm. Where's your credibility come? From? I know my credibility. Like, I got plaques and shows. So I can speak on this artist shit. The fuck are some of these people talking about though? As far as journalists, you got forty k followers in a podcast, and you think you have like? I hope you don't have forty k followers. <laughs> 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 nah, it's like you know what I'm saying. I'm, though. I think I'm fine. Yeah, not not. Like, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. like you got to start checking some of these people's credibility because it's like, what gives you the credibility well, to have say, your you word? You got to say that to the fans and the followers. Though. Let me ask huh? this though. You, oh, you got to say it to the fans? Yeah, because they're, they're the ones putting well, see, batteries you, in these backs. Well, see, here's the thing, right? 
I like this point. You can't control the masses. The masses are going to be the masses. Especially now with the internet. Yeah. Period. Right? What you can control as the media, you're supposed to be more informed, like I said, less quick trigger, less emotional. You're supposed to be just more professional. Mm. So you should be able to discern between, oh, this is some internet shit, motherfuckers are just bugging, and now nah, let's get down to the real. Mm. Like, that's y'all's job. Is to is to is to connect the bridge between consumer and artist. It should be a fair down display. Y'all should be half people, half artist. Mm. <laughs> you know, like we're with the people. We hear y'all. That's a fair critique, whatever. But like, we're also not fifteen in fucking Joe Blow, middle of cornfields, like talking out of our ass. <laughs> you know, they're supposed to be a happy medium. That's the media. The media is supposed to be the happy medium. So. You know, but there's a, there's a parallel between that and uh, artists. Like the internet just gave everyone the opportunity to just do what the fuck they want. Like self proclaim, yeah. no mm. resume, no stripes, nothing. This is what I do. Yeah, I'm a journalist. Self proclaim in my bio, so it counts. Right, right. Same as artists. Not all of them have the credibility to your earlier point. 100%. Or the shops to actually make music. That's sure. Beautiful. But now, if they go put out a song, and it works, they put out an album, it works. Right. Then you can't tell them that they're not credible. Just like if you're a like I I I claim ignorance when I'm ignorant. What's the pinnacle of journalism? Like today or of all? Not like yeah. as, like not Lincoln Bio, but like what's something <laughs> that like every journalist would be like? <clears throat> Man, I would love to have that. New York yeah. Times, New York Times article. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but for conversation's sake, let's use New York Times. And so if a journalist says he's a journalist but isn't really a journalist, but gets New York Times. You can't be Which mad. He if, won't. But that, but there, no, but no, 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 no. Yeah. But, there, but there are a lot of there. Are, but you see, oh, I'm saying that you can't yeah, be yeah, mad yeah. that if he feels like he's yeah. professional. But I think also what it is now there. Too, I mean, maybe not with the times as much, but there is a lot of criticism now about the kinds of writers, and also I guess this is holds true of artists, but the kinds of writers that pass through into popularity, right? Yeah. Where it's like there are, you know, and th I think this is a, a kind of an interesting conversation when you look at what the, the source once was, right? Where it was, an, right. It was considered an authority, and I don't know that any publication at this point, because even there's the, no authority. There's no authority, but I don't know to 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 question kind of what, where the way you're getting at it, like how could somebody be raised back to that level of authority? I think you know what I think because I think the media needs to make more uh, off the wall claims. Hmm. I think the I'll tell you why. When I say off-the-wall claims, I mean that the reason why the Source and the Five Mics team was cool is because they might give a classic two mics. Right. And it's like, yeah, is that trash? Whatever. Okay. But the fact that they weren't just going with the publicist from the label told them to write. You feel me? They weren't on salary with the PR from the right. this. They're hot takes. You feel me? Like... It can't just be, oh, he's saying what everyone else... Really? You thought the Pimper Butterfly was classic? Wow. <laughs> Thanks for your opinion. Not <laughs> you know? What I mean? But it's like, it's just not like... That doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Like, if I see XXL be like, to Pimper Butterfly is a classic, I'm like, duh. <laughs> but like, what did you think about it? And I'm not saying think it's bad. Right. I'm saying like... But you're saying it, it does, that doesn't fill the role of criticism, which is no, supposed to push things forward. No, because you're not telling us anything yeah, that yeah, yeah. people on Twitter already retweeted 40,000 times. Right. So in a sense, it can never be an authority again just because of the landscape and how like social media, all the opinions think, are there first. I think it could right? be... I think... Instant at, reviews. But look at the people who have carved out meaningful lanes in media. 
Buttons, whatever you want to say about them, academics, Charlemagne, and it's and why I think like Elliot and B dots are people who are just you've been you're Tom Brady yeah, you've been doing yeah. it for so long you you win, but you know those three that I just named, I feel like they have that lane because you know what, every once in a while they say something that they know y'all will agree with and that's just how they feel but they'll say some shit that's like nah it's really how I feel it might go over bad but like. Fuck it. But then you do carve out that like, well, shit, I will tune in to a Charlemagne yeah. interview or academics because I do know they're not about to read off the questions the publicist sent, mm. you know? And that means something because otherwise, what's the di- if you're reading off questions that a public- publicist sent you, what's the difference between me doing an interview with you and me doing an interview with fucking the dude at the, at, at the fucking <laughs> bodega? Doesn't matter. I'll just give him the questions. He looks cooler than you anyway. That Who cares? sounds like a new complex series. <laughs> <laughs> Skip the dude. It would the work. Yeah, it work. Donut shop. Why from the bodega? <laughs> <laughs> Feed the dude the questions. I promise you, it has more views than a lot of people's shit. I might have to hit Damien Scott. If y'all that. fucking try and take that <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh my god. No, but it, it, it's it's about it's honesty. Yeah. Honesty will always win. It's not going to be the most liked, but it'll always win in the long run. It's respectable. I think the other thing that's missing a lot of the time, too, or at least, like, the critics that I always liked when I was a kid is, like, context, right? Like, why do people like Nardwar? Obviously, he's ridiculous with a lot of the the gimmickry of what he does. But also, he stands there and gives both the artist and the audience, like, all of this history, all of this context that they don't have for some of their favorite artists. Well, that's, like, his niche thing. Right. Because Nardwar's not going to have, like, a a heart-to-heart. So that's not his thing. But he found his thing. And that's why I think it's just about authenticity. Right. Who are you? What's in line with? It, it, it's the there's a book called the brand called you, and it's just about basing everything around you, you know, and 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 if it's not in line with you, damn near calling it the fucking Russ podcast, you know, and and just making it so that you're aligned with it, and if, and if it doesn't feel comfortable with you, and then don't do it. But if you just do you and it's authentic, and you're living pure and your intentions are pure. It'll just work out, bro, because you can't, someone can't use you against you. You're you. You Like, you can't try and get me to not fuck with me by telling me that I'm me. Right. People do that every day, like, yo, you're this, you're that. I'm like, I know, but that's me. I don't understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's me, though. What do you, like, at that point, you're just trying to get me, you're just basically saying I don't like you. It's right. like, okay, well, like, <laughs> go somewhere else. It's not that big of a deal. Wait, I don't want to drag on this point, but but uh, did we identify Elliot as the only meaningful journalist who doesn't have a negative slant? No, 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 because I don't think Buddy and Charlemagne and academics have. See, that's the problem. I think they're perceived that way. See, but that's see? Not, unfairly, unfairly. But I think they're perceived. That's the that problem way. is that Buddy and academics and Charlemagne have these negative slants. But what really is negative about? They're just honest. That's it. That's the fucked up thing with media nowadays is that everyone is scared. Artists included. Everyone is scared. Everyone's on eggshells. Everyone's scared to get canceled, to say the wrong thing, to Mm. lose money, to lose sponsorship dollars. Everyone is scared. That's why the ones who aren't scared will always win. Um, Do you remember? So you hit me right Uh, when uh, uh, the baby interview was out. You uh, told me I'm pulling up. Yes. And then we got into a specific topic right away. Yes. You remember exactly what it is. I do. All Go right. ahead. So back in 2017, <clears throat> I got it written y'all got, down. Y'all got some more water? <laughs> in 2017, at day and night, 
you wore a t-shirt that said red how much zans and lean do you have to do before you realize you're a fucking loser <laughs> and you doubled down on it on twitter yo but honestly is that not funny that's hilarious i think that's hilarious it's funnier it's not now than sad at the same time but yeah. funnier no, now but hold on let's get the timeline right since everyone wants to hit me and say he like this is the other pathetic thing with social media you wore that t-shirt after peep died it's like damn bro i hear you but it takes three seconds of googling to find that i posted that september well mm. before peep died yeah well before anyone really in the culture had passed from zans or lee you know so I, you know, I wasn't making fun of someone's death with a t-shirt. I posted the t-shirt because I was talking to white suburban kids who have no reason to be doing Zans and Lean other than you heard it in a rap song and you think it's cool. I wasn't talking to kids uh, who have PTSD <laughs> from struggled lives and shit. I wasn't like, you know, maybe I should have said white kids, Colin. How many, <laughs> you know, then it would have been clear, but it's also like, bro, like... <laughs> There's just people doing so much worse things than me. I'm trying to get motherfuckers off drugs, own shit, stop giving money to people who don't like you, sell hard tickets. Like, go, what what are you talking about? Mm. Find a real problem with someone really poisoning the culture. I'm, you know what? You know what's crazy to me? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, and I can go to sleep at night knowing this, I can look back at my career. If it ended today, I never poisoned the culture. I never led them down a the wrong path, and I never contributed anything negative on a message standpoint outside of a few hiccups with altercations that I don't even want to talk about because it's dead, but that's a respect thing, but I never poisoned the culture, so I'm good with me. You mentioned some people getting the timeline wrong and like uh, assuming you did it after Pete, but what I saw and what I remember was people just criticizing sure. your referencing i'm like oh get off the drugs whatever right um obviously rest in peace peep yeah we also lost mac miller and then later yeah. on juice world and, and then and fredo santana fredo santana mm -hmm. so and, and then uh, yeah everyone decided like oh we need to get off drugs and what did you say to me which i thought was hilarious what did i say to you? but it's true because i said i said it's just funny because i saw you I said th your own apologies. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> Don't put me on. <laughs> nah, I'm about to. I'm going down. We're going down together. Hey, listen, listen. If I said it, I said it. <laughs> we had three episodes. That was good. We made it longer than most. <laughs> but I think I agree with you. Yeah, I said. 98%. Oh, I said. So, yeah, you're right. I hit you about the DaBaby thing. Um, you said, let's set it up, whatever, whatever. And then I said, can you believe, this is quote unquote, you can get this on camera. <laughs> it was real. I said, can you believe all these rappers now want to come and act like they just found out they have kids looking up to them and rapping about drugs is dumb. LOL. What a joke. I need public letters of apologies from 98% of the rap game. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. You got, and I will say your name, you know, you got, I don't mean to throw it in the bus, my mom is here and she's. She's pointing at me, telling me not to say this. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> um, facts is facts. No, it's just, I'm glad a lot of these rappers, I'll, I'll say what my mom would say. I'm proud of a lot of these rappers that, uh, that did come to terms with their role on the youth. 
you know, you see a lot of the rappers who had a problem with me going to rehab, acknowledging to their fans that um, that was stupid. I shouldn't have been rapping about that. And and I'm trying to get help now, and I mm. hope you guys get help too. And I genuinely am like, I'm proud of that. That's that's great. But at the same time, um, it's nice that it's convenient that we're all on board now with the message that I was telling you <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> almost three years ago. <laughs> and it's sad. And then what we said... We, I mean we, yeah. Carl. <laughs> All right, I'm in this. Now you're in this. in this. Your response, but it's true. No, but, but, but it is, it is. I mean. You said they came at your neck like two years ago. It took them three overdoses. Peep, Mac, and Juice. That's real. And mm. I said, yeah, that's the reality. I said it's very sad that, uh, you know, it took people, like you said, three overdoses. Not for you to realize drugs are bad. People do drugs. They know it's bad for them, mm. whatever. It took y'all three overdoses to, to to realize that you have a role in the youth. Yeah. You know, I find I find that concerning. And then jokingly, I said, "Yeah, I need I need public apologies because the same ones who were crucifying me are now in rehab, getting help, and and saying, you know, I shouldn't have been rapping about that. But prior to that, you were smiling next to Lean and and selling T-shirts and telling me that I'm a loser. No, not at all." <laughs> I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you, bro. I hate to break it to you, but like, if you were my best friend, if you were my best friend, and you were on some dumb shit, I'm not the best friend who's gonna be like, mm. oh, that's cool, bro. Just like, yeah, I'm not gonna just cut you off. I'm gonna try to help you, and I will. I will say, bro, you're like. Come on, bro. You're fucking up. You're bugging. This is not you. You're a loser. This is why. This is not who you want to be. This this is some loser stupid shit. Like, get it together. Now, if that, of course that's gonna hurt your feelings. Of course that's of course that's harsh. But at the end of the day, I like the intentions are positive. So do with it what you please. But you cannot, right? You can't have two people. One promoting drugs and substance abuse to kids. One calling that one a loser for it. And I get the flag. But I think the thing that's is crazy. That, that's no wait, hold on. Yeah, that, you need yeah, to let that. Yeah. You need to let that marinate. You know how insane that is. Yeah. Realistically, one put one person pushing substance abuse. One person being like, "You're a loser for doing that." This guy is the is the like, "You're a loser and you're fucked up." That should let you know the culture wants to eat itself. The, this is a hyena based culture. This is sad. This is sad, bro. It's devastating. This is sad. And what's sad is there's going to be more artists that pass away because it's just sad. It's just sad. And, it's, and I'm not here to do the I told you so. Mm -hmm. It's just sad. It's just sad. But it's it's also just kind of insane. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm the shittiest person. And, you know, Russ is such a dickhead and asshole and all the shit he says about drugs. It's like, bro, I'm the asshole. I'm the dickhead. I'm not the one feeding you pills. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like I'm talking, I'm talking about the grown ass man pushing substance abuse to to kids that when they OD articles don't get written about them. You know, it's sad. <clears throat> you were about to say something. I was just gonna say I think that a lot of that pushback comes from the fact that you know for the past fifty years or so the way that uh, American popular culture has treated drug use with rock stars, rappers, whatever, is in a romantic way, right? So that it's Think, always posed. Course. It's always posed as this kind of romantic alternative to well, mainstream I'll, society. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. 
rappers stopped wanting to be rap stars and started wanting to be rock, rock stars. stars. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they modeled their lifestyle after rock stars. Who've been dying for 50, 60 because, years. Because guess what? No rap star like that, really. Maybe a couple, but the rap star archetype was not a drug user. It was a drug dealer. Right. Which now that's a whole different convo because maybe they were giving drugs to the kids that are now peddling, whatever, but... Mm. Right? But... The rock star archetype is the, is the you know, Loop, <laughs> lack uh, of rapping ability, yeah. heavy just mosh shows, little to no, like I said, rapping, real rapping. It's just, you're screaming and it's more about the intensity, which is turn. I love some of the shit, but it's a lot of the rap now has been modeled off of those rock archetypes mm. as opposed to the rap star archetypes. Like, at, you know, I don't know how many young kids in their 20s or 18 to 25 that are modeling their lifestyle and their rap career off of Jay-Z, which is sad. Mm. That's sad. Name me five. <laughs> no, there's, but there's that's a gap sad. In between, yeah. But yeah. if Jay-Z, like, here's the thing that trips me out. <clears throat> if Jay-Z is, I feel like it's one of those understood things, people don't have to say it, but if Jay-Z's the goal, Everyone starts to rap, which I think it probably is. Right. Everyone like, especially when like one of the things with rap is money. Right. But if you want the most money, <laughs> how are you not trying to model it after <laughs> Jay Z? Yeah. And so then, if you want the most money, and you realize like, okay, well Jay Z has the most money, maybe I should like take some things from it. Number one, Jay Z's amazing at rapping, <laughs> like amazing at rapping. So, and then also isn't in a certain lifestyle. But there is that I understand the critique of, but he was selling drugs no. and da 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 da. But that's why I really love 444, where he had killed Jay Z and he kind of denounced that, mm-hmm. and he understood and accepted that he had maybe led people astray. But that's growth, that's maturity. Um, but I do think it's very interesting that he got a lot of blowback with the uh, money on the ear line. Yeah, well, because yeah, but that's what that's what Jay Z supposed to be doing. Jay Z's supposed to be the one. He said it in his Breakfast Club interview. I think he said it about Kanye, but he's supposed to be the one running over the hill before all of us because he's further along mm. and telling us, nah, this isn't it anymore. Why do you want Jay-Z to be on what you're on? I don't understand. I've never understood yeah. this. And substitute Jay-Z's name for anyone else. I never understood why you would want someone who's ahead of you, more successful than you, to in a sense, even be relatable. Mm. It should feel not relatable. Like, I can't relate to a lot of shit JC be talking about. <laughs> you know? But I love that because I'm like, oh, there's room to grow here. Yeah. That's a different level. Yeah. I can't wait till I get there. Why do you want, you know, I understand because people still want you to give struggle bars and I'm at, you know, I'm at this fucking Dunkin' Donuts or whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still want the struggle raps, but it's like, nah, we should all be trying to elevate. Like, I want to hear some shit. I gotta go Google. Like, what what artists and painting you just say? Yeah. I want some shit like that. I don't want some shit that I can relate to. It makes me feel like, oh, so you're living the same life I am? Where do I go then? You know, but to the original point, I do think it's <clears throat> my thing is this, and I think a lot of the time, uh, this gets misconstrued too. A lot of times I just want people to have a dialogue. And I think I pose a lot of like talk worthy things mm. that I think a lot of people are thinking about, but no one says because it's controversial whatever the hell it is but it's just the truth why is there so many why is i can't we can't even name five right here that look like they're modeling their career music or whatever off of jay-z 
You know, that's sad. That's sad. That's sad. There's Nipsey. Yeah. There was Nipsey and there was Meek. But those are, those you know, the first two that came to mind. yeah, but those are in the 30s. I'm mm. talking about like, there's no, yeah, like there's a the gap between ones. a generation. That's yeah. 30 plus. Yeah. I'm talking about 18 to 25. Like, I feel like I'm trying my best to honor that ownership and, yeah. and, and you know, but it's sad. More people are concerned with being rock stars and rap stars. And it's, and I understand that rap is the new rock, but <clears throat> we're, we're, we're losing the essence that made it rap. Yes. Yeah, I, I think yes. the other side of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, that's, yeah. That's, I, think, I think the other side of the drug conversation, you know, people are talking about abuse, right? We made it cool, but to your point, it's been every, cool. It's, like, been, it's been, cool. been cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people are not talking about why the kids are doing drugs. Because I remember seeing Juice World the first time I met him was in Toronto at the Rap Caviar Live. He didn't want to be in the room, mm. and I was like, "This guy has anxiety." I finally met him. It was a close, uh, a, a closed setting, so it was a little different. We got yeah. to engage. And, and then it, I remember when Cuddy had the complex interview and he said, like, yo, I couldn't be doing all these fucking interviews if I was on I wasn't on drugs, on coke yeah. or whatever. So I think a lot of them just needed them to function because we live and work in an industry that is not manageable. Mm. That's part of the, the equation, but no one's talking about that no, shit. No, no, no. That's, that's a real thing. And that's why I said, like, I'm not even talking about those kids. Yeah. But you got to understand, people were on Zans and Lean and all this shit before they were in the industry. Yeah. So you can't use the industry as an excuse. Now, there's certainly people who got into the industry and like, man, this is too much. Boom, coke, lean, yeah. zan, line me up. You know what I'm saying? Cool. But I'm like, that's the thing. I really wasn't with that t-shirt. I promise you, I was not talking about, I, I, number one, big blanket. I wasn't even talking about black kids at all. At all. I was talking about white suburban kids that I grew up with, you know? Who I saw at parties doing Roxy's and yeah. and and all this shit um, because they heard it in a song, and I'm guilty of this too. I'm guilty of wanting to try lean because I heard it in a song, and people got on me for that because they're like, "But you're 19, grown ass man. Rap song makes you want to do something." I'm like, "Wait a second, pause. There's a deadline on when you can be influenced." <laughs> I'm like, so wait, if you're 36 and you hear Jay-Z and it influences you to go get some money, you think that you can't be 36 and it influences you to do negative? Of course. Okay. So why is there some deadline on when I can be influenced by something? Like, once again, you just don't like that. It was like, I'm just saying the truth. At the end of the day, when the dust settles, run back my interviews. I never lied. and It was always the truth. And y'all can figure it out. Y'all can keep your tail between your legs. And motherfuckers can use me as some sort of scapegoat or whatever. But it's the truth. It's the truth. That whole drug shit is not even a sustainable lifestyle. So these rappers either A, have to get off the drugs and come clean and say, yo, I am bugging because I got all my fans now addicted. Mm. You know? Because really, what's sad, <clears throat> it's a legacy thing. It's a legacy. Well, you know, a lot of these rappers, if they pass away, uh, what are you doing to honor them? Perks and buying Pateks, you know? For real. Yeah. What are you doing to honor Nipsey? Ownership, changing your community, you know? But what are you doing to honor? How do you honor these rappers? What do they leave behind for you to honor by? It's sad, you know? It's sad because I think, I think just while you're here, you don't know how long you have this space. So I think while you're here, I think it's important to make sure that you leave behind something that 
people can apply to their life for the long term. Nipsey had a long term mentality. The marathon is the, the most longevity mentality ever. Kobe, Mamba mentality. You could apply it till you're 90. And I just think things like that are important. But, you know, if the way we honor you is um, get tattoos, buy drugs, and give money to designers that don't like black people, I just, I'm sorry. I think that's trash. That's my opinion. Um, <clears throat> you just mentioned Kobe. Yeah. Uh, obviously, rest in peace. We lost him uh, a couple weeks ago, well, January 26th. And uh, in the 48 hours after he passed, I had five listening sessions. And Sheesh. three of those, there were songs referencing Kobe and rap lyrics. Already? Already, but they, so they, they were to... written before. Yeah. Mm. Oh, about to say, all... they didn't change their album around. They just so happened to have lyrics you written sure? about Cause Kobe. You sure? Because you know. That's you a know. quick turnaround. That's the, an easy that, turnaround. <laughs> all right. To all play right, that. So you stay in the studio. But... but I'm just saying to play it at a listening session. The, well, but here's the thing. What, no, what I hear you. Go ahead. Right, right. I'm right. talking one, one, one of them is simply <laughs> like Lil Wayne on that song, Ball So Hard, where he said Mamba something. Yeah, you know, no, Kobe, I, I'm come on. It, right? I, my fucking breakout song had Kobe's name in it. So right? I, yeah, I get it. There's one in particular that's not out yet that was more like foreshadowing. When it comes Scary. out. Yeah. When it comes out, it's going to fuck you guys up. I remember being in the room like, did he just say that? Scary. Um, I feel like damn. when you have no, go ahead and ask your question. Yeah, no, but but you know, obviously we we were on a very somber note, so I wanted to lighten it up and have us like just take turns at like. Was that somber? About, somber, maybe dark. It was it, it was getting sad. Yeah, but you know what? It's reality. At points, when you it depends on the lens you look at. As far as when you're looking at the culture, depending on the lens you look at it through, it is sad. On one side of it, I think it's in the greatest place ever. Because mm -hmm. I think the baby's bringing just fun mm -hmm. and he's turnt. And I think fucking, um, I think Roddy Rich is mm -hmm. a musical genius. I think the fact that hip hop just runs the billboard charts and yeah. runs the radio is, is starting to, like the Grammys are still, you know, working on it. <laughs> but just the fact that like, hip-hop is clearly undoubtedly the number one thing in the world i think hip-hop is in a crazy place and i think that the more people doing quality hip-hop is better because roddy rich might have a yeah. fan who's like i never listened to hip-hop before until you because the melodies and now guess what now you have a new consumer in hip-hop which means more money into hip-hop mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so i think hip-hop is in a great place in that lens but then you look and there's this underbelly that's like very scary because just how everyone and their cousin raps you have a lot of people getting a lot of money and winning on a major level. But then you have a lot of people down here in this underbelly and underworld of rap who, it's sad, bro. It's sad because it's not a sustainable lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You can't do that shit forever. You know what I'm saying? And and I know that y'all might think that that's the wave and, and the IG skits of just being a fucking clown is fire. But, <laughs> bro, I promise you, like, I promise you, <sighs> man, you're going to be 30 one day. You're going to be 40 one day. The goal is Jay-Z. Like, Jay-Z is giving you the blueprint. Mm. Literally. That's why, like, yo. I don't know, man. If it's if it's if Jay-Z doesn't give you something to work towards, and if you're not actively aligning your life, not saying be Jay-Z, but mm -hmm. if that's not influencing you to kind of like, oh, you know what? Nah, we are off of that. We're on this now. We're doing this. We are owning shit. We are did it. I just just please don't come on Twitter complaining about my label did this, it did it, 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 it. 
Like, nah, bro, I don't know. You might have self-sabotaged. <laughs> <laughs> you might have self-sabotaged that one, bro. You were breaking TVs and shit and screaming <clears throat> that all of your fans are broken shit. I don't know, bro. You might have self-sabotaged that one. <laughs> you said you were breaking TVs. <laughs> it's rock star shit. Motherfuckers don't want to be rap stars anymore. They want to be rock stars. That's why no one can rap. Oh, man. Um. Wow. Okay. Uh, Can you guys think of... Kobe shit. Yeah, Kobe yeah. references off the top. I mean, for me, it's, Chief it, it's, it's, no. Well, Chief Keith Chief Chief has the yeah, hardest but, Kobe song ever. For me, it's Who the Neighbors. <laughs> Who the Neighbors, Juicy J. That was always the one for me that I was like, the, it's just the most, to me, that's like the most fun hook. I mean, Kobe by Chief Keith, yes, but Juicy J was always. I'm not going to lie. I needed more time on this. I'm going to play spectator. I think. Uh, they, I'm not going to lie. I needed way more time. Yeah. But now, <laughs> I wouldn't be me if I didn't give you these two references. <laughs> you know what they are. <laughs> Hit us. The first one is my song. The second, is, the second one is also my song. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> nah, but you know on some real shit. The bars are not like, oh my God, crazy, sick metaphor simile. But I will say it was the mentality. I do like that my Kobe bars were monitored around a mentality. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't, um, hype beasting. Yeah, like on what they want, taking all the shots, like Kobe almost 81. Like, mm. that's not like a oh my God bar, but it's the mentality of like, now nah, I'm gonna take all the shots. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put it on my back, mama mentality. I just like the mentality of it. And then on the flute song, when I say I'm going hard on my Kobe number eight shit, um, I like that because I read something. Now, Kobe might have not said this, so please don't hold me to this. But I saw something, and it was an explanation Kobe had of the difference between number eight and number 24. And he said that number eight, fresh in the league, mm -hmm. headhunting. You know, he's trying to prove himself, so you're just after trying to kill everyone. And then 24 was when he settled in. So I think for me, it's safe to say that. Now I'm entering into my 24 mm. shit. Just how I feel mostly. Maybe I'm bugging tomorrow. I'm going to wake up angry and headhunting and I'm number eight again. <laughs> but Flute Song and Zoo and that whole, just when I was in the belly of the beast, I felt like I've been going hard on my Kobe number eight shit. Like, I'm trying to prove myself, you know? And that's why I, f I forgive myself for coming off abrasive in interviews and whatever. You know why? Because I should have been like that. I'm fresh in the league. I'm trying to say, fuck y'all, D-Hup. Mm. What's up? I'm scoring on you. I'm selling tickets. Like... You know what? Yeah, is it annoying? Sure, but if everyone had a little bit of that in them, they'd be better off. And that's a fact. That's a fact. As much as motherfuckers want to be like, you're too cocky, fine. Then look at me and say, I don't want to be as cocky as him, but shit, I do wish I had a little bit of the fucking, of the confidence, you know? So yeah. um, I like those because they embrace the mentality for me. And it's it, it was a trip to me too because I was like, man, I even realized I say Kobe's name every night on stage. Yeah. Every show of my life, mm, I saw wow. Kobe's name on stage because I've never done a show and not perform what they want. Yeah. You know, I think that point and something that you were just saying is like the idea of how big he was, how many different songs, how many different kinds of artists, like a person who was so famous that he permeated so many different aspects of culture. And you're talking yeah. about not only the mentality, but something like a Juicy J where it's just like. I'm rich. I live next to Kobe. It's like hard. there's there's such a there's such hard. a spectrum of the way that that's people. Just a, that's a real life. It's bar. crazy, but that but that's what it real was, life. It's like, and it's so comedic. Yeah. But even going to a Keith, where it's like it's you also kind of that youth. Probably mentality. doesn't actually. 100%. He didn't live next to Kobe. But right? can we also say? Who the fuck? I don't know. Now, now is this hold on, is this a fair thing to say? Kobe had bars. 
You want to talk about Kobe was kind of looking nice. Kobe, Kobe, like no, I will but, not speak anything. Ne- like, I, like, hold on, I, but I let, don't me, know let me I just say, I, when I listened again afterwards, and I was like, nah, like realistically, this is this is like ideal '90s, almost like Diddy bad boy yeah. rap like go it was like it was smooth it was like it was fucking you could tell it was like biggie influence is what it sounded like to me was. and it just Watch it was your mouth. Yeah. Nah, but it's like, your mouth. look look on some real shit right on some real shit if you compare that to the rock stars and rap dude had better bars than, than a lot of people at least he was rapping and flowing and there was a vibe to it very I mean, he was he was a writer and he you know? and keep in mind he was kobe Dropping yeah. 81, though, still while on the side rapping better than like a lot, of, you know what I'm saying? Shaq is the best, like, put it like this it's the equivalent of all time. Watch the equivalent is this Kobe's bars, right? Why you got to give credit to Kobe's bars? It's the equivalent right now if J. Cole hops in the league and averages 15, you'd be like, Yo, I mean, yeah, you're not fucking Steph Curry, but. Jesus Christ, I don't know if any other rapper could fucking I think, average. I think if he averaged five, we would be yeah. like, damn. 15, 15. Yeah, I'm going to give Kobe's rap 15 a game. Yeah. 15 a game. That's a solid, like, it's fire. Kobe was just, Kobe was bigger than life. He was. He was. You know why, though? Because it's the mentality. When you leave yeah. behind a belief system, you transcend your body and you transcend your uh, work, mm. almost. It's amazing. You know what's crazy? Because people compare him to Jordan all the time, right? Like, because he really mirrored himself. Jordan had the killing instinct. Mm. He never branded it. He never had exactly. a name for it. Mamba he never, mentality. He never called it something, but you yeah. knew what it was. Like, of course, was, but he never branded it. But it was it wasn't, no, that's true. It was, it was never era. branded, though. No, but that's true. At the end of the day, Kobe's mentality he is more first. branded and more of a thing than Jordan's right. mentality. But that's I'm saying, I, I don't think at that time... It was even like look. The media guys, was where it was. Not only the, the media was where it was. It was like the idea that you would. He didn't have to call it something because he had the jump man. We well, also had. And he he could have. He, he just but, didn't. But even beyond he that, he even just like, called it jump man mentality. Right. Or something. Yeah, but, it was, not, but just the idea of having the jump man logo, where he was like, "Yo, you, the league might have a logo, but I have my own yeah, I mean, logo." Jordan is legendary for so right. for other like. Come on. Jordan is Jordan. His airness. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jordan is Black like, Jesus. Like, he, he got no, a no, no, no. I, I know we're not debating Jordan's legacy. I'm just saying. Oh, like, I, I, that, I know we're not. I know, I know we're not. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, they'll take this clip and be like, here we go. How the fuck did we get into Kobe that, versus why Jordan? Why did I say that? Michael Jordan wasn't as good as Kobe Bryant. No, um, because they're synonymous. You know, you. Right. Yeah. Every time you say Kobe's name, Michael Jordan's name is not too far behind. I was just trying to give credit to Kobe because. They shared something. When you think about right. the killer instinct, those are the two people that you refer to. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah. Kobe branded his. Right. Well, I think it's important the fact that I think Jordan branded himself insane. Right. There's Jordans. Right. He brand Period. Like, it's not that he didn't brand himself, he branded himself insane. Kobe branded his mind. Right. That's the difference. Yep. Right. Jordan branded his shoes and right. his name and everything. It's, Kobe branded his mind. It's an his mentality is not even named after Kobe. Right. It's Mamba. Yeah. Like yeah. Kobe branded his mind and has his mind as this whole other entity, right. which is, it's Nipsey. It's the marathon. I can just mm. only compare. That's why I keep yeah. comparing yeah. those two because it's like, it's you don't have to listen to Nipsey's songs to honor him. Yeah. You know. It's just fire. There's a philosophical ideal. That's yeah, it's ideological. Yeah. yeah. But that's a good point, right? Not that. You know, basketball is part of the culture, but this is a rap podcast. Well, but. it's synonymous. <laughs> right? It's synonymous. It is, it is. No, it's intertwined. It's intertwined yeah. like no other sport. Remember Drake's line? Uh, 
rappers want to be them, we want to be yeah, us or whatever. Yeah. The, remember the line I'm talking about? He said, With uh, him and Ross. rap and oh. basketball synonymous because we want to we'll be, be them, them and they, they want to be us. That's real. Yeah. Shit like that. That's real. 100%. But, but part of the eulogy, like on television and whatever, has been about how much of an intellectual he was. Mm. You don't really hear that about, I mean, not oh, the. Have you seen the shit where I'll just be in a press conference, like mm. speaking completely yeah. fluent Spanish mm. and then oh, Italian? Oh my God. Italian. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is insane. And then he was speaking Croatian on yeah. the sideline the other day. He spoke oh, he was speaking Luka Dungeons. Uh, Serbian, yeah, right? Serbian, or whatever yeah, the fuck it was. That's crazy. Um, That was a trip. I got another one for you, and I can't wait to see if you try to insert yourself in the conversation. Most likely, some rap no. shit. Most right. likely, okay, okay. So, so we'll nah, wait. No, no, no. We'll, we'll see, because you got enough no, albums to be in the conversation, so we'll see. Go ahead. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, waiting on the Kendrick album this year. Sure. Right. That's that's what the we're big three. We're all what, waiting. That, that's what, what that's what we're expecting, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I think the majority of rap fans think Kendrick is in rare air, right? He has, depending on where you start, but really major label albums, three masterpieces or three very strong albums in a row. Critically acclaimed, right? Critically acclaimed, moments, for right? Sure. 100%. Uh, Good Kid, To Pimp a Butterfly, Damn. And we've been talking, and even when you look at somebody like Jay-Z, even yeah. when you look at Nas, even when you look at some of the greatest artists, yeah. there's not that many albums, not that many artists who have put a string of three albums back to back to back yeah. That are arguably classics. Sure. So, keeping that in mind, <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think has the best discography? Three, no. Oh, three albums. Three run. albums stretch. Sequence. Interesting. And it has to be continuous. Like, like Jay doesn't even make it. No, he doesn't. Because he always has the one album enough, that yeah. kind of brings it down. If you, you could move it along the discography, there's going to be one album that's just not as strong as the other two in between. Yeah. Like Volume 3 messed up. It could have been Volume like, 2. Dynasty, no matter where you put it, but you have Kanye, you could... You I, think could you might, you, I think you might have to do Kanye's first three. You, you could yeah. move Kanye. You could actually do it in different outcast. parts of his career. You, you, you could do it. You could do yeah, it. Yeah, but see... I, I think it ends at fantasy. Sorry. It has to end at... Well, Sorry. Know, okay, so he's, he's, if it ends at fantasy... He's, he's, he's a yeah, I know, I know. I know. I'm saying in the graduation. First three. Because then if it ends up fantasy, what is it? It's graduation, 808s, and fantasy? Yeah. That's strong, yeah. too. Yeah. That, that is nice. That's, that's I mean, that's, that's, crazy. Crazy. How about, that's a crazy... How about this? Here's what we're going to do. Are we going to do hip hop, though? Here's what we're going to do. Come on. <laughs> this is where... Yeah, you... Kanye has the only five-run thing. Outcast. Outcast. Five, though? You going to give out? They got five. Of course they got five. Southern playlistic to... Speaker box, speaker below. Bark, yeah, that's, five. Five. Yeah. that's definitely five. That's the only. Those are the only two. The only two that, that got five, five in a row. Yeah, the three. Kendrick thing, might get there. The three thing is like, it's a fucking sub convo. It's like a, but they didn't even get five. But, but, <laughs> but yeah, but think about it. There's only but two you can, in that conversation. But you know no, what? You know, you hold know. on, hold on. Watch this. You could technically, and a lot of people would say this. I don't feel like this because, to, whatever. But uh, Kendrick has five. Classics. If you, you ask a lot of EP, Section 80, Section 80 yeah. Good Kid, mm. Pimper Butterfly, and Dan. Uh, they, they, all right, what got? I see now. Me yeah. to me, I'll list you my favorite Kendrick albums. Yeah. To me, this is gonna go over great. <laughs> 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 nah, my favorite Kendrick because I found I found Kendrick from Boogie. It's my that was yeah. the basement we were. In. Put me on like on to Uncle Bobby and Jason Keaton like the like old the EP when Kendrick wow. had 3,000 followers went to see the show yeah. I have a tweet no lie I pulled up from 2011 when 
I was like, Kendra, that was a crazy show. It has one retweet, and it's Kendrick Lamar. Because he had 3,000 followers. Like, <laughs> oh, we were backstage wow. with him. Oh, my God. But, so, my favorite, Kendrick Lamar EP is the greatest shit. That's, like, the warm-up to me. But I also know, like, it's it's the time period. Like, I had so far gone the warm-up EP mm. in the marathon all when I was 17, 18. And Cushion OJ. That's your renaissance. And Kid Cudi. Mm. So, that was, like, that's me. Right. You know? Um, I got EP... Uh, First, yeah. Oh wow, time marker. E easy. Yeah. Time not, marker. It's not even close. EP, uh, OD, the next one. Wow. Yeah. Um, so damn. You, do you even like? Oh wow, that's. I was about to say, do you even like damn? Because those are so far. Well, because that's the, yeah. The evolution. Well, that's I why look at the evolution between those is like so night and day. Well, that's the thing. It's like I also, you know, I I understand that that's because maybe where I was at. You know, sure, and what I was looking for, but uh, EP, OD, damn, um, <sighs> good kids, section 80, and then uh, to pimp a butterfly for sure. Wow, that's my personal what I listen to. Like, I'm I can't, I'm not riding around to, to pimp a butterfly, that's just at all. All right, so, so, but that's also like, never. I, you know, why it wasn't made for Ever. me, that and that's like, it's a great album, but it's not, yeah. it's not made for me. You know, so, so he's 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 just a phenomenal artist, but that's my favorite as far as listening. So for you, Kendrick, my favorite J Cole project is the warm up. Me too. Me he's, too. Like not even close. My. And the number two is Friday Night Lights. Not even close. KOD for me. I like KOD. Hmm. I think he slept on. Really? Yeah, it's my number one. He's, when did you get he, on J Cole though? From the start, I could have. He's a Skip Bayless of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> really? So, so someone you think is, so talk about 2011? He had a Facebook friend. <laughs> Tell that me was, about. No, 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 is late. O eleven is late. Warm up drop July 09. Uh, yeah, it was. It was no. June. It was like 08. June 09. 08, 09. He had a Facebook friend. This is when he was like doing the whole New York thing. Who was trying to get him on the smoking section? She was. She was sending me his MySpace, and I was listening to it like. I don't. I don't think he's there. You were dead presidents too. You were who we were talking about. You ain't come hard enough. <laughs> you were dead presidents too. Yeah, you was, were the guy. <laughs> it, was, it was just a regular mixtape, regular guy rapping to me. That's, that's interesting. It. So you, so you have Kod as number one for for Cole. What's number two? Uh, Forest Hills Drives. I, I but, love Forest Hills think, Drive yeah. is three for me. But I think Forest Hills Drive is a, actually a classic. Actually, album. no. Forest Hills Drive is not number three. His debut might be number one for me. Uh, <clears> the no, 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 no. Sideline Store. No, because the one I love, love is on the Tulsa's Gown. Forest Hills is number three for me. Then probably uh, the debut, for sure. Yeah, no, actually, Born Center than the debut. I don't know. I never really thought about it till now. But I, I want to be clear about something. Mm -hmm. You have Kanye and Kendrick as your only options for the stretch. No, because no, I give no because and, okay. I give I give personally. We count so far gone. We have to. So far gone. Thank me later. Take care. Mm, thank me. Think me later. Think me later is kind of crazy. When you really listen yeah, to it, yeah. it, it's a dip. It is in comparison to what we're so talking hear, about. I'm so I far hear, gone. I hear you, but it's you gotta love Drake because it's Drake. It's a Drake album. You gotta just love Drake. You saw what he said on the Rap Radar podcast. No, I know. Like to, even to me, me and my homies always debated all the time. There's like I gotta Boogie's his favorite album is is of Drake is Think Me Later, hmm. um, but to me, I love Think Me Later because it's also you know, you're getting Drake over a Kanye West beat, Show Me right. a Good Time, and I love Show Me a Good Time, but I think... Did Kanye produce those for real? I think So Far Gone, yeah. I'm not gonna, these are not in order, I'm just saying the streak he did. So Far Gone, Day Me Later, Take Care, those are, I mean, Take Care, come on. Nothing was the uh, same. Nothing was the same as a classic. Yep. 
I mean, I would like to nominate Tribe for this. Oh yeah, three. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. three. The first three. Yeah, the first three. People's Instinctive. Definitely. Uh, Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders. You know, two five mic albums. Back. So who do we have? Is who can even compete? Drake, Kendrick. Uh, what do we say? Drake, Kendrick. Oh no, you guys only want to put y'all like fuck this. Drake, well, Kendrick, you're going five. I, I, I'm going, going three. No, 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 I'm going three. three. I'm going three. Yeah. I'm going three. Yeah. I'm going three. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Drake has Drake, three in a row. Let, let Drake has three in a let, row. Let me let me I'll preface pass. this with all the dis- disclaimers. So Ovio yeah. don't hit me or whatever. Oh, yo, Drake is now. not in the, that conversation with three in a row. Yeah, you don't no. think so? I don't agree with you. You don't you, think so? You think he does? I do. Starting with what? So far gone. Take care. Okay. I, see, oh yeah, is, yeah. I'll give you that. I think, Are we counting I if you're reading this? Goes, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I think oh, okay. Fair. I think okay. okay. Take care. Okay. Fair. Take care. Nothing was the same. And, and if, if you're, you're reading, reading this, that's I think fair. that's a fine and crazy three songs. That is. That is. That is. That is. Strong. That's really? pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, then Drake has five. Yes, five too. Then Drake has five. Because then it's so far gone. Thank me later. Take care. Nothing was the same. And if you're reading this, I'm not gonna share my real crazy hipster opinion with you. That do it. If you're reading this, it's too late. It's my favorite Drake album. I'm not it's mad at that. Not, it's not, not that unpopular. That's, that's, that's actually, not a bad opinion. That's not a bad actually, opinion. I'm not mad like at that at all. Consensus. Hey, this is weird. It's I'm not, not mad at that. how that was supposed to go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was nothing was the same as yeah. it this time. I think, I think it, to me, it goes, if you're reading this, nothing was the same from a from a just overall creative standpoint. And then Take Care was the album where I like finally accepted yeah, that I was a Drake fan. I got to nominate someone else. I got to nominate Tupac. Me Against the World, All Eyes on Me, Machiavelli. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Y'all don't have Jay. He, he always, there's there's yeah. always an album in between I like, albums. I think I like volume three more than you do. It's we cool. Are you on that? Hold it's on. Cool. Wait, wait, wait a second. I think we don't have go, M? Yeah. M does. Yeah. Come on. We don't three, have M? The first three. got to go in yeah. there. The first three. The first three. First three. We're never, tripping. Eminem never, got to go in there. Never love Slim Shady LP. Nah. <sighs> Come classic. on. No, it's not. It's not. No. Like you talk about when people dropped on the Eminem. I liked Eminem when he appeared on The Chronic. You know, everything before that was slapstick. You know, he was getting all this MTV fame and people like everybody was ignoring Redman and, you know, artists like no that. No one was ignoring Redman in 99. Yeah, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't. Like, he wasn't. Like, MTV was, loved him too. Yeah. Remember MTV Cribs? Now and shit? you got to give Eminem those first three. Come Wait, on. I mean, I'm not mad at it, but I'm just yeah, saying yeah, Slim, yeah. Slim Shady LP was just never. I, I like Relapse better than Slim Shady. What? It's like it's, it's Slim Shady LP. It's Slim Shady LP. Relapse is hard. Yeah, Relapse is the one that made him do recovery and like. Yeah. What? Recovery is horrible though. Like in the, in I don't like, know if recovery is oh horrible. It's, There's no, some hard oh shit in God. there. It's uh, it's unlistenable. I think he it's admittedly up. doesn't like relapse. No, the people because the people didn't like his vo- the voices and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thing. was doing yeah. the he was doing the crazy shit. Yeah, but the but the rhyme schemes and the in the the rhyme the, schemes are crazy. Ridiculous. I love um. Oh, there's crazy shit on that. Three a.m. Yeah. Stay wide awake. Stay wide awake. Wide Psycho. awake. I can't remember. Bum, I don't remember bum, a single song. Three a.m. I got a crazy one. Like Probably no one's gonna agree with <laughs> that. Shit is hard. Stay wide no. awake is crazy. <laughs> that, that's one of the best songs. <laughs> yeah, I agree. No, I'm not mad at that. No, no, Stay wide awake no, no. is fucking yeah. nuts. This is. Yeah. This, is a, uh, this might be a little. It's not left. What, but what's? Go ahead. Sorry. Buster Rhymes. First three albums. That's not outrageous. First three albums. He that's never gets outrageous. mentioned in any of these conversations. I don't think the Cummings that strong. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's like. I, mean, I don't I'm know all, if you're I'm like so confident saying that not Eminem. Top no, 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 no. We just miss. We collectively miss oh, Eminem. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. over Eminem. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying that Buster Rhymes never. Get, he's not 
always put in these conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. forgotten. To be he's honest. definitely forgotten. Yeah. He was fucking huge. Was the pure yeah. 90s. And Buster like, Rhymes. Pinnacle 90s. Flows. Was, oh, were yeah. nuts. Insane. But yeah, I wouldn't. The, the Disaster Strikes is way better than the Coming. Coming like, has some crazy shit on it. Night and day. Like, he wasn't. He was a good rapper. Well, when Disaster Strikes, that's when he started making them songs. They, you know, get him on the radio and MTV. Yeah. That might just be my who's, childhood. Who's y'all's, who's y'all's best five producers? Wow. Wow. Because it's so easy to be best five rappers. Uh, my shit, my shit. <sighs> just Blaze. No, no, no. You know, I won't even do best. The very key word. Your favorite. 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 Mm, Organized good. Noise. Okay. Always, always for me, number one. Okay. Uh, Dre. This one yep. I'm going to come out as an undercover backpacker. <laughs> Kanye. Yeah. RZA. I got a thing on the fifth one. Yeah. I mean, because any given day, like, it all depends. No, it does. You know it's, what I mean? And, they're interchangeable. But it's also yeah. like, there are people that I really respect, like Manny Fresh, who I'm right. like, the importance of what they did. Right. But also... I wouldn't. I couldn't tell that you. That feels like it falls more to the best than the favorite. Right, or just like the importance. Like I of love what the they Neptunes. Did. I wouldn't put yeah, him in my five. Yeah. I mean, I, Timberland. I wouldn't put Timberland in my five, but he's I, I have he's, the great, he's the greatest. Yeah. He's, he's the greatest. I have he's one of the greatest. I could do my. But five. you said favorite. You said favorite. I, I got an easy because I got a painting yeah. made. So I got my five. It's <laughs> <laughs> a trick question. I got an easy five. Wanda, Timberland, Storch, wow, Dre, Kanye. Mm. Yeah, you don't even think about Boy Wonder. Wait, you have Kanye, right? Wonder, yeah. just, Kanye, Wonder, Kanye. Wonder yeah. ran yeah. the deck. Yeah. Like, see, yeah. you got to look at like time period. So I was 17 at the top yeah, of 2010. Bro. So Wonder ran my decade. Yeah, you know, yeah, of yeah. seven. So to me, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Wait, what you got? I got Dre. Yeah. Primo. Mm. Timberland. Mm -hmm. Kanye. This is no order. And Little John. John? I was listening to crunk music. Yes, I was in the B and B. I listened to Trillville. Yeah, You're yesterday. just annoying. <laughs> You're just clearly here to say the butt. This is great. Oh, Little John's no. great. I'm not saying he's no, not great. No, I, I, I'm a, like Little John's beats. I was yeah. Now Little John is hard. It was just yesterday. Little John is I was hard. Marvin over production. I respect I said, that. I said I'm, I I might like this more than I like a high tech. You know, like I love high tech. But I high tech is low. And I love the way he, uh, he's a technician. He's like honorable mention. Yeah, you know who doesn't but get the, the I, top combo conversation? No, and I feel like maybe he does in a certain generation. Ninth. He's like you know what? Yeah, but I ninth like... is ninth has been so consistently but, ill. You know, you know what? For so long. Very consistent. I think he didn't have that. He didn't have all the guys that we've mentioned, but we he's can, not. We he's can not rattle the, a bunch of songs. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. But, yeah, but he's not the mainstream. But to me, my right. favorite producer, like I feel as an artist, there's a couple, not a couple, but there's a handful of artists I could call on and know they're gonna give me a good verse. Yeah, because a lot of times I don't ask for features because I'm worried that you're gonna send me back something bad and I'm gonna have to figure out how to tell you. Yeah. Same with producers. Ninth is one of those producers. No way you're sending me a bad yeah. beat. It's impossible. The other thing that's so interesting about him that doesn't get mentioned as much anymore was that he was really the innovator of Fruity Loops. He was the right. first. He was the he was. first producer he was. He was. who people were like, Fruity Loops. Now right. we, we only work on hardware. We only, no, right. not, yeah, not even Pro Tools at that point. MPC, right. SP twelve hundred. It's like machines. we only yeah we only work on yeah. on hardware. And Knight was like, Nah, I can do this through a program. I still just remember pioneer. like 2010, just first starting and just. We just had so many downloaded Ninth Wonder beats, yeah. like so many, That's just fun. to like rap on and just get nice on. Yeah, I had know? like some five random instrumentals. Yeah, 
and he hit me fucking two days ago. I never talked to him. He sent me a DM two days ago. It was just like, guess what? It's crazy. <laughs> I was like, this is the <laughs> shit. Ever. <laughs> like, bro, you have no idea. <laughs> you know, I'll fan out. But uh, that song is crazy though. Wait, wait. Thank you. My five. I got Kanye. Mm -hmm. I got Just Blaze. I got Primo. Just Blaze is fair. Absolutely. I got Just Primo. Blaze. Yeah. I, I think I got Dilla. Mm. Fair. Fair. And then my fifth. Yo. RZA? I love RZA, but I need like a, a pick that doesn't make sense technically. Like, I love high tech. Like, mm. I always maybe. Do high tech. My, That's you fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, high tech and us. You know who also. Who? I'm. I'm a little offended. I can't lie. No storch in any of y'all's five? And I mean, I'm a, I'm a Roots Dude's a musical say, fucking genius. You, you know what? Dre. I got to swap. Dre. I got I to gotta bring Dre in. I got to. I gotta, so I gotta, who are you taking out? Um, tech? Tech. I got to bring Fair. But if you I got to bring Dr. Dre, Dre you know. Is that, it coupled it, with? It's tech. Yeah. It's yeah. Melman. Yeah. It's yeah. Storch. Mike Elizondo. Fine. Yeah. You know someone else? The guitar who, player, the bassist. Mm -hmm. Doesn't get mentioned. Q-Tip. He does. Q-Tip is up there. I like that you said Just Blaze because Just Blaze is nasty. Just Blaze yeah. is nasty. Oh, still nasty, nasty. For sure. Is. All right, let's um end on a silly note. End. <laughs> oh, oh, you're, like, you're about, like I'm just getting started. We've talked about four things. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about like I, I, I drugs, I, why people hate me, the media, I, I, and favorite producers. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to be conservative with your time because you're a busy man. You want to keep going? Yeah. Okay. I thought we had like another hour left. <laughs> Shit. All right. Let's go. Come on. What the all right. So we came all the way out to LA to talk to you about fucking. <laughs>